1968, a U.S. submarine vanished with two nuclear torpedoes. There have been many theories about what happened, anything from Soviet interference to a hot-run torpedo. As much as the Russians seemed like an easy culprit during the Cold War, the Navy believed they had nothing to do with it. The more they looked into the mystery, the more it seemed like the culprit was themselves. The truth is that the USS Scorpion was in need of an overhaul. This 1958 submarine had oil leaks, water leakage, and a 300-foot depth restriction. With so much going on, it was clear the crew had severe concerns for their junker, some nicknaming her Scrappian and others simply walking off. One engineer warned the whole crew, saying that it was far too dangerous for any voyage. But despite the warning, they left port in late April of 1968 to be involved in a NATO operation. One of the last pictures the crew would take was of their effort to repair the sub. They look stern as if they know of their impending doom. But on April 28th, they head back from Rota, Spain. They would never be seen again. On the date of their arrival, their families will stand at the pier waiting for them. The hours will tick by only for them to be sent home. There would be no explanation, no reason, just a disappearing act in the harsh Atlantic. That's when Dr. John Craven was called in. He was a hero of the Navy search party. Known for finding the lost H-bomb after it fell to the sea, the bomb was noted for being lost in Spain, but predictions of its location were all over the map. He used a revolutionary form of math to calculate the location of the lost weapon and has ever since been the finder of the Navy. He immediately started tracking the 3,000-mile arc the Scorpion and her crew must have taken. The U.S. Navy had a little secret that made the search much easier. Due to Cold War tensions, they had spent $17 million wiring the sea. So Craven began listening, searching through all the sounds at the time of the disappearing act. And then he heard it. Five to eight underwater explosions at the time of the submarine's vanishing. They had been hoping to find a living crew. It is possible to survive if the crew remains behind the watertight doors, but the evidence became too clear. This noise came from 11,000 feet below, far lower than any military submarine could withstand, let alone the Scorpion. Pressures of this sort would crush a submarine instantly. And then he heard it, a single bang. The rumble of water rushing into the boat, continued by silence at 3 minutes and 12 seconds in. The USS Scorpion was lost with all its crew. It was certain now. On June 5th, the Navy made the announcement that all the men on board had passed. Their families, desperate for an answer, were given none. There was none to give. They still didn't understand what happened, just that the Soviets were presumably not involved. So the quest continued with Craven at the forefront. As he was looking for answers, he noticed something strange. At the time of the explosion, the submarine was going east, not west. Why did they turn around? After tracking down a couple submarine commanders, he learned about the concept of a hot-run torpedo, a plausible explanation as it has happened to the Scorpion in 1967. The protocol during such an event is to turn the ship around 180 degrees to disarm the rogue torpedo. Any officer would know this, and the crew was definitely very familiar. This is supposed to activate the failsafe on the torpedo, letting the men on board get to safety. 
It's an answer that makes a lot of sense, but perhaps it was too easy of an answer. If this was the reason for the wreckage, why was there no serious hull damage in the torpedo room? Something strange was going on, and the U.S. Navy easily accepted that it was not a hot-run torpedo. After all, if they did admit this, they would have to also admit that their submarine was killed by their own weapon. And even worse, every M37 torpedo in their fleet was flawed. This was the Cold War. They needed their torpedoes. So they began looking for some other answer, but there was none to be found. It's not until 20 years later that a key piece of information would come to light. Charles Thorne is the technical director of the Weapons Quality Engineering Center at the Naval Torpedo Station at Keyport. He was having a normal conversation with Craven when he let loose a small piece of information that would change everything. The M37 batteries on the Scorpion were defective. Between the power cell and the battery, there was a tiny piece of foil that is only one seven-thousandth of an inch thick. This will rupture when pressure is applied by the ejection of a weapon in the torpedo tube. This wasn't a secret, but somehow no one knew about it. Not even the Board of Inquiry had known about this flaw. Suddenly, everything made sense. If the foil partially ruptured, it would cause a small fire. So if the sparking of the battery cocked off the warhead, there would be a low-order explosion. This explains why the torpedo room had not been crushed since it had already flooded when the ship sank. It also explains how a hot-run torpedo could not create the destruction that they imagined it would. All the same, this ship is still a mystery. Though our best guesses have brought us to this conclusion, none of the crew is here to tell us the real story. The only thing to do now is to let the mystery rest and allow the families to find peace in the answers we have given them. This was the greatest tragedy in non-wartime naval history, but the men who sacrificed their lives will not be forgotten.